The European Union has made it a lot easier in recent years for its residents to relocate and reinvent themselves in another member country of the EU. Whatever the reasons you may have for leaving home to plant roots elsewhere, if you're a European resident, you now have an abundance of choices. Europeans can relocate to any one of the member nations of the EU. Joining us now on Travel with Rick Steves to tell us their own stories of making a new home outside their home countries are Tricia Brady and Susanna Perrucchini. Tricia comes from Scotland, and now she lives in a restored farmhouse in rural Italy. She considers the region of La Marche her home now. And Susanna was raised in the northeast of Italy, but has relocated to Madrid. Susanna and Tricia, thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you very it's much. nice to be here. You're both Europeans, and I've noticed this trend. Europeans, it's almost unlikely these days to find a European who's living where they were raised. In the old days, that was a big thing. You stayed in your community. How has the European Union made it easier for Europeans to be raised in one country and eventually settle in another? Tricia? Well, you have a choice, which is nice. So I work in Italy. I work for an American company, and I'm paid in Britain. So I can choose where I pay my taxes. And so I choose to get away from the bureaucracy of Italy and I pay my taxes in Britain. Oh, that's interesting. So you're enjoying the best of both worlds. You're living in Italy, but trying to avoid the bureaucracy of Italy. So you're a taxpayer in Britain. Yeah. Susanna, how about you? How has the European Union enabled you to uh, decide you want to live in Spain instead of Italy? Well, you know, I think not only for me, I didn't go to university, but many of my friends, they had the, the possibility to after or in between of finishing the university to go and spend, let's say, three months, six months, nine months abroad in one of the many European countries. And we had this program that I think is still on, which is called Erasmus. You might be familiar with that. Right. So it was subsidized by the government, well, actually by the uh, the European community. And uh, many of my friends had that experience. It doesn't mean that many of them, all of them, ended up living in that country, whatever it was, but at least they improved the language or they decided to try again and have more possibilities job-wise. Or to just simply better understand the other communities in the European Union. Absolutely. So the European government, even in tough economic times, continues to fund young people to study in foreign countries. This is this Erasmus program. Why did you decide to change from Italy to Spain? Well, you know, for me, the weather has always been very important. And everybody knows that we are pretty lucky in Italy because we have nice weather. Generally speaking, we have mild winters. And uh, um, several of my good friends, they were living or they lived a chunk of their times in UK or in Scotland, which I love. But, you know, weather-wise, it was terrible. So I've been there several times. And I said, no way. I mean, it must be closer to my heart. And also, I would become depressed, honestly. So I decided to go to Spain. So you you really wanted to leave Italy, but you didn't want to leave the weather? Nope. So you went to Spain. How is Spain better than Italy for you? Well, um, we're getting to the core of this interview. I think that for me it's better because, you know, whatever happens in Spain, they make lots of mistakes. Politicians are not perfect. Bureaucracy is pretty tough, but not as tough as the Italian one. Um, uh, so you're a refugee from Italian bureaucracy. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, I was just filming there, and I can understand that. I, I went into a museum, and uh, before they gave me permission, I went downstairs and had to sign a bunch of papers. They had a three-ring notebook with all of their We're on Strike posters, and they had like eight different kinds of strike, but they just had them saved for next time they were going on strike. They were in a three-ring binder, and they just roll their eyes every time they have to deal with their own bureaucracy 
I can understand how that might be a frustration, yes. in spite of all the beautiful things in Italy. Tricia, you moved from Scotland to Italy. You're moving into the storm. Why did you do that? Well, I'm half Italian, mm-hmm. and my life just kind of took me that way, and I found a ruin, and I restored it, and I love the quality of life in Italy. It's a different quality of life than I had in England or in Scotland. The bureaucracy is the most frustrating thing living mm-hmm. in Italy, I have to say. But still the quality of life yes. trumps and that the weather. And, and the, the part way. of Italy where I live, which is Le Marche, is so sunny. It's like sunny Scotland. It's sunny. similar countryside. Oh, nice, yeah. Beautiful. When you look at all of this movement in Europe, both of you, do you see any trends from where are people wanting to go, where are people wanting to leave? Mm. And why? At the moment, people are leaving in their droves because of the situation, the crisis financially. Leaving where? Uh, all of the European, Spain and France and Italy are the three main sort of holiday places for other Europeans to have holiday homes. Right. And the market, you just look on the internet, there's so much for sale. So they went down there because they're these Mediterranean paradises, but now the economy is worse in the Mediterranean and the housing market is depressed because nobody wants to buy these houses. Well, they have homes perhaps in the north with mortgages. Right. And they've bought these places often with another mortgage and suddenly with this situation financially in the world, they're just can't afford. Is there a movement to the north because of the economic crisis? That's what I what I would think. For example, always talking to friends, which of course is not an international reference, but I would say that most of the people I know with degrees and even PhDs, they tend to go to UK or to Finland, Sweden, those kind of countries. Okay, where the economy might be more um, promising from an employment point of yes, view? Yes, I mean, what do Tough you do? Tough to get a job in Spain or exactly. Greece Exactly, well, now. in Spain especially, you know, that we have the right. highest rate in Europe of unemployment. Susanna, you're living as a former Italian in Spain. Tricia, you're living as a Scottish woman in Italy. Do you find that that expats like yourself are living with other expats and that's your social community? Or are most of your friends natives from the country you've adopted? I think it's inevitable that you gravitate towards people who are speaking your own language because it's not your mother tongue. And I live in rural Italy where the people are all farmers and they wouldn't be my social mix of people if I were in Scotland. So you find English-speaking people even in rural Italy to hang out with? Oh, yes. And Susanna? Well, for me, uh, maybe because we're talking about Spain and we're talking about the capital and we're talking about Madrid, so big city, very international, cosmopolitan. You know that, Rick, because you've been there several times. For me, it's the other way around. And plus, I was never attracted by my own people. I mean... Okay, so you you are embracing the chance to leave your Italian friends behind and get in with the Spaniards. No, not exactly. You know, you know, Rick, I have such good friends, Italian friends, that they live abroad. They will be always there. But I don't need to have my little Italy around Madrid. I don't need it. I know uh, Brazilian people, uh, Spanish, American people, and... Maybe it was a coincidence, but none of my friends in, in Madrid is Italian. None of them. Okay. What kind of bureaucratic headaches are there when you move, say, from Italy to Spain? Well, I have to say that somehow the European community is something like a, a, a very young boy or a very young girl. So very new. Everything is new, but things somehow they are improving. So for me, it was very easy because the only thing that I have to do um, being a European citizen is to say to my country, you know, I'm not living here anymore. And to, in order to be able to get a, a resident permit in Spain, you just have to 
bring your contract. You know, you, I signed a contract for a flat because I don't own a flat where I live in. And you, you bring it in the Registro Civil and they give you a paper. And with that paper, you can claim any kind of document. So governments are happy that people are moving around and it's a healthy I, thing? I don't know if, if they're happy, but they are providing services. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about living as a borderless European, and we're joined by Susanna Perrochini, an Italian who's decided to live in Madrid, and Tricia Brady, who's a Scottish woman who's decided to live in Italy. Tricia, as you moved down to Italy, you must have had some romantic imaginations of what would happen and to be living there. Has it panned out the way you hoped, or, or were you disappointed? No, I, I love living in Italy. Um, the one thing that I find a problem, and it's within my job as a tour guide, and that is that since the European Union, things have become more difficult for me working in Europe than, than easier. Like I have to have a certificate from the town hall somewhere in Cambridge in England to say that I am permitted to be in Europe working, which is ridiculous when, on the other hand, I carry around a health card that covers me for the whole of Europe. And we are supposed to be Europeans after all. So that's a frustration. So there's quite a lot of settling in as Europe uh, figures out, is it you know, a bunch of individual countries or, or one big free trade zone and one big economic union? Absolutely. Susanna, when you think of Europe and how Europe is dealing with the challenges confronting it, because you've, you've both lived in different countries and you've got a lot of friends that are quite international, is it a feeling of all for one and one for all, or is it every country for themselves? And, and let's just uh, somehow manage on our own and to heck with the rest of them. Well, you know, being on your own is exactly the opposite idea that the European community has. So it would be, for me, going backward instead of going forward. So I, despite everything, despite the crisis, despite everything else, I truly believe this is a good idea. So don't get me wrong. I know that now we are 27, if I'm not wrong, countries. So many people, they're starting to say to me, oh, it would be nice to cut off those poor countries. Right. You know, let's face it, Italy is not a poor country, but somehow we're doing so badly. And Spain just uh, joined the European community in 1986. They were doing so well. And all of a sudden, boom, they went into the pit. So I truly believe that we have to hang on it because it's good, because our sons can have benefits, more benefits than bad things from the European community, but we have to be patient and hold on to it. So future generations, in your assessment, it's it's best if Europe sticks together and helps the, the weaker countries and make a strong future for all together. That's what I really, truly believe. And uh, I want to give also a little message of being positive and optimism because we really need to believe that Europe was not a failure. I'd like to close just with this whole sort of psychological who am I idea about <laughs> living in Europe. Uh, Tricia, you're Scottish, you're Italian, you're living with a bunch of Italian uh, rural communities, small town Italian people and so on. What is your and, and what are your neighbors' outlooks? Are you uh, people from the Marquet? Are you Italians? Are you Europeans? How do you identify yourself when you're moving all over the place like this? I've always felt like a European. I've never really, I'm not for Scottish nationalism. I've, I've got this Scottish accent, deep accent, but I have never, ever been for it. I, and when you go into the market and you're waiting in line for uh, the produce with people who live on farms around you who have never been out of Italy, how do they see themselves? Um, I think they don't actually see themselves any particular way because they haven't traveled, so they don't have that perspective. So they would be a little more regional. 
Yes, and they laugh. You know, when I say I'm off to Naples tomorrow, they burst out laughing and say, Naples tomorrow. <laughs> Very nice, you know. They probably haven't it's been there once in They haven't lifetime. been to the local village. Susanna, how do you see yourself? Uh... Well, you know, Rick, it's important to keep in mind that no matter how far I will go, and that's something that I started to think about it many years ago, no matter how many years I, I can spend in a country, can be Spain, can be Finland, I will always be Italian. And it's something that it's the core of you. Mm-hmm. So it's like you. I mean, you grew up in this little town, Edmonds, you can be all over, but you will be the old Rick, the, the, the same person. So I'm just growing as a person. I'm trying to embrace more things, but I will be Italian till I die, if I like it or not. So I really feel more than European. I feel myself and very comfortable. I speak very a very good Spanish, which helps because I like to get to understand people, and that it's number one thing that you want to do and you have to do once you move to a foreign country. Otherwise, you are totally isolated. And that's one of the, the other reasons that I didn't want to become friends to Italian because, come on, I, I can go to Italy two hours flight and my friends are there. So, so I become more Italian every time that I spend more time in any foreign country. But at the same time, I embrace things from other countries. I love ham, jamon. I, I can cook croquetas, but I'm still and always be Italian. Very interesting. Susanna Perrucchini, Trisha Brady, what a wonderful time of opportunity you live in to be in Europe, to be able to be free to to call home any country you like and to still be whatever you like, Scottish, European, Italian, Spanish. Thanks a lot and best wishes. Thank you very much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours all over Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from three dozen exciting itineraries covering the best of Europe from Ireland to Istanbul, Paris to St. Petersburg, and practically everywhere in between. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.